0: Hello and thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I'm Eric Dalala, joined as always by my partner in crime, my trusty sidekick. Really the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Phil Milani.
1: Eric, thanks for having me on today.
0: Hey, no problem. This is how we do it every week and it's uh, nice to have you on the show.
1: Thank you very much. I'm here to uh, just uh, give everybody my expert opinion and of course, I'm right about everything, so I'm, I'm happy to be here.
0: And I'm just here to be really overly emotional and get loud when I <laughs> feel like I'm right and about I'm something.
1: Ready? I want to talk about DVOA. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, for the next two hours, we'll be talking DVOA. So Is that bu- it? We can go up. longer.
0: Buckle up. All right. Well, Phil, why don't you tell us what we got in store today?
1: <laughs> Eric, that just didn't feel right. <laughs> no, I don't, it I don't know. It didn't. I thought it was funny. I barely kept it together. Yeah.
0: What was beginning. funny to you?
1: No, it just felt funny. Yeah, it was just, oh, but it was good. That's how we
0: do this every week.
1: Uh, uh, my favorite part might have been the the countdown:
0: Three, Two. two, you,
1: two, uh, two uh, that's how I always count us
0: in. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, we've got a great show in store for everybody today. Just trying to keep you on your toes because you know when you're facing a team like the Lions, maybe there's not uh, all the different angles to talk about this week. So uh, we had to do something to just keep. NZ Nation on their toes. How
0: many Lions players do you think you got name? Jared
1: Goff. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt Prater's not there anymore, huh? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Uh, Swift. Yeah, don't you know a first back. name or no? Swift. And then... Um, Swift, the Swift. <laughs> they got Godwin yeah. Iguabuke. You ever heard of him? Uh, Former Northwestern Wildcat. Really? He's a yeah. Cats guy. Yeah. yeah. Cat guy. He.
1: Oh, he's a Cats guy. Yeah. Cat? Cats. Cats. I think it's a lions. So cats, wildcat Wildcats. to lion to lion. I like that. Yeah, a lot of cats. They got
0: some other guys on their team too.
1: Yes, this team is much better than the one ten and one record that they uh, come into Denver with.
0: Yeah, a lot of uh, one possession losses. A lot of games that they've been really close in. Eric, Eric the Broncos lost to the Ravens. Uh huh. Pretty handedly.
1: Yep. the Lions. It took like a seventy-five yard field goal from the Ravens to, that to was, beat them.
0: That was the week before the Ravens played the Broncos. Yeah, and so and we were like, the Ravens are very beatable.
1: Uh, they were not. They tied the Steelers with a backup quarterback. With a backup quarterback. Yep. They still they tied the Steelers. No,
0: they're a, they're a, a decent football team. The Broncos need to take them seriously.
1: They almost beat the Bears on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That would have been special for them, I
0: think. It would have been have nice. It. Yeah,
1: Eric. I'm curious. Just before we dive into our normal topics here, what do you think about the tie? You know, the one ten and one.
0: Oh, not like a suit. One, tie. One
1: ten and one, not a. Well, I know you like a suit tie. Yeah,
0: I'm a big bow tie guy. I know you are. I'm not. I'm not really into that. Um, I think the, the, you don't enjoy a tie, but I can understand why they're necessary. This See, is yeah, not, I got no problem with them. This is not college football where you know it's school children playing against each other like you gotta what you think that's funny yes yeah, <laughs> they're school in children. school yeah and they're not some they're of them children? are not, some of them are not 21 yet so they're still technically children
1: oh is that when you become a not a children not a child
0: <laughs> yep that's when you become <laughs> not a children um no I'm, I'm joking but i do think in college football you can go the six seven eight overtimes one the overtime format is different yeah but in okay. in the professionals when everyone's you know, huge, and you're playing with grown men out Grizzled. there. It exactly, yeah. yeah. I like Dan Campbell was talking to the media. Today. He called people salty. You know, yeah. He said the Broncos have a salty defense. Yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I like that. Yeah, he gives a
1: tremendous soundbite.
0: He does. I, I enjoyed speaking with him. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think there's a safety element of the times. Like you can't, um, and, you can't have those guys out there forever, unless it's a playoff game, in which case you play on. That is true, but if you after five quarters of football and
1: and you're still tied, it's it's fine. You you guys on this day
0: you're you're equal. Does throw a wrench into the whole playoff? It does. I just
1: don't like having to say one ten and one.
0: Well, and the Steelers like. like, I think the Steelers are six six and one. Something if I remember like that. correctly. That yeah. Or maybe no. Six five, six, five, and one. Six, five, and one, yeah. But for some reason, that's better than being... The last column is... Yeah. That's more important. That's more. better than being seven and six or something like that, or six and... I don't yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Are you feeling okay? If the Steelers <laughs> are seriously in the playoff hunt at the end yeah. of the year, it's going to make me upset. It's going to be very Just because of the tie. Just because of the tie. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I got no problem with a tie. But some people no. out there, they're like... A tie is un-American.
0: Mm. That's what they say. They, they say it's kind of like that's kissing what your sister. These unnamed people. That's say. what they say. Yeah, they I've say, heard that. Yeah,
1: no I don't have no problem it. with it. I kind of that's not bad to me.
0: You know, I could take what you're saying and then translate it to, to other sister. Yeah. I, I
1: don't even have a sister, so
0: <laughs> you're like, I got no problem yeah. with that either. I I don't have a sister. <laughs>
1: Perfect. I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I believe I you. Yeah,
1: and that's not what I was trying <laughs> to say. But if you did. I was, no, <laughs> no, that's not what I was trying to say. I was just saying, after you've played for that long and you're tied, you, you know, that yeah, day no, you're equal. And I, I just ex- move on. I'm exactly. To, I, yeah. I, that's no one I needed I to, to
0: see play. the Lions and the Steelers play any more football that day. Correct.
1: Correct. And they didn't want to play it probably no, anymore. No. So they had enough. Correct. Correct. Anyway, what were we talking about? I think the Lions. Yeah, I think so too.
0: I. Uh, we haven't even said what we're going to talk about today. Oh yeah,
1: let's talk about it. coming off this Chiefs uh loss, yeah, for the Broncos. Do you think it's it's good that they're playing a team like the Lions or would you rather go on and face the Bengals immediately? Ooh, that's an a interesting team like question. that, a team like and maybe a, a division opponent, somebody that you get up naturally a little bit more for or do you would you rather face a team like the Lions? That the Broncos uh, should be an overwhelming favorite this week, uh, even though the Lions are uh, playing some better football recently.
0: Pros and cons to each, I think. Yeah,
1: we'll dive into that a little yep. bit too. Uh, you know, and then this uh, this Broncos team. What can we learn about them this weekend? Mm. You know, like uh, uh, not a lot of matchup angles here to talk about with the Lions. You know, what What are we going to find out about this team? Because we have seen them, after losses, come back and play pretty well. Yeah. You know, coming off the Eagles' loss, there was a bye week, and then they played really well against the Chargers.
0: Yeah. There was we've also four, seen there them play bad. Streak.
1: Yeah, we've also seen them play bad after losses. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to learn this weekend
0: about them? Yeah, I think th- that's more about, you know, the Lions are probably in that caliber of Jaguars, Jets, maybe Giants. And so – during that three-game win streak, people said, well, you don't really know anything about this team, so what can, about now? can you learn anything from a game? I think so game? now, yeah.
1: yeah. I do think so at this point in the season. Yeah. We heard Justin Simmons on Wednesday say this was a must-win game. So I agree with him. I think that any time you're facing a must-win game, the way the team comes out and plays, you're going to learn something there. So yep. so we'll get into that. We'll have bold predictions, Eric. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, we'll also have uh, an email. Yep. Our friend John Jornod. Join on. Send a nice email John? in. A really nice email, Nice actually. email. Yeah. And then also uh, maybe some voicemails. Could be really nice. AJ. AJ. Made the cut. He, he toned it down. He he made the cut this week. Yeah. Still a little delusional. That's... that's <laughs> but he made the
0: cut. He's a fan of Teddy Ridgewater. He, he supports his guy.
1: He is. He's a supporter. He is. You know, like, that's what... Uh, for, like, the English Premier League, yes, like, who do you – you're a supporter. Uh-huh. Supporter of. Yeah. He's a supporter of Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. Yeah. That's, I think that that's fair to say. We mentioned Dan Campbell there off yeah. the top. Uh, you know, when he was introduced, he said that the Lions were going to take on the personality of the city of Detroit. hmm You know, Detroit's a blue collar. Pretty. Yeah, exactly. He said, that, uh, he said that when you punch us in the face, we're going to have a smile and then he said when you knock us down we're going to get up and on the way up we're going to take a, take a bite out of a kneecap <laughs> yeah what did you think about that when that i when loved
0: it yeah this is people get really worked up phil including us at times cuz you're like oh i want the broncos to win i want them to go to the playoffs there but it's pe- still a sport it's a it's, a, it's game. a game like there are people's livelihoods at stake so it's obviously more important than just a game our but, livelihoods but, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Although the wins and losses
1: don't directly, well, result we get more clicks when there's wins. That is true.
0: Yeah, that is true. More podcast comments. Yeah, more listeners. Um, but I, I do, I enjoy that. Like, some people recognize, hey, we're trying to have fun here. Yeah.
1: So. It like, have you ever heard of like biting a kneecap on your way up? Is that like I've a never, comment? I've never done it. That's like something I would say. Yeah. You know where I kind of mess up a saying or something <laughs> exactly. And
0: then, and then i are like, see. oh, you just got to take a bite out of that one kneecap at a time. One
1: kneecap at a time,
0: and you're going to keep Keeps the doctor it. away, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. If you can't take the heat, just take a bite out of the kneecap. Yeah, That's what, That's I, what you would say. Yeah, but, you know, uh, Eric, in the office, we were talking, like, uh, if you had to take a bite out of something, like on your way out, like say you're in an altercation yeah. and you had to take a bite out of something, I don't think kneecap is, like, the first thing you would – it would be hard to take a bite out of a kneecap.
0: No, yeah, like a finger, probably a little easier. Yeah, but elbow, elbow. Yeah, maybe go right for like vampire Shoulder. style. Shoulder. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Hip. Probably can't take a bite out of it. I think.
0: No, probably not. No.
1: Um. So we'll have to
0: see. You should probably stop there.
1: <laughs> yeah. No more biting. <laughs> I think we're done. Uh, should we get into our first topic? I think third? so. Yeah. Okay. Let's get on. Oh well. Should we tell people how they can be a part of the show? They want to be yeah do you want to be a part of this yeah <laughs> uh, i think that you can if you'd like to uh if you'd like <laughs> let us know what you think about uh kneecap biting
0: yeah and phil's opinion on ties 707 neutral that's leave right a voicemail or you can leave an email at neutral zone show at gmail.com that's
1: what john Jornod likes to do yep
0: and that's we will potentially we'll read, read it if For ben those. swanson them. allows us to
1: he kind of is a gatekeeper when
0: it comes to this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So
1: he reviews it, takes copious meticulously. notes. Yeah, and then he allows. That's a good worries. word. Meticulously, nice. Yeah, which word did you just use? Copious. Copious. Nice. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, copious.
0: Wow. <laughs> you know what that means?
1: Yeah, like uh, if somebody close to you dies, you have to <laughs> take some copious time cope coping. <laughs>
0: No, that's not that's right. That's not what it means. <laughs> no, no, right. right. <laughs> got it. Okay.
1: Uh, you can also directly uh, contact us.
0: Yeah, on Twitter, right?
1: Yeah, at Eric Dalala with an A. That's right. At Phil Monty with a PH.
0: That's also right.
1: Non-traditional spellings. <laughs> Philip. Yes.
0: PH F F I L normally, but I'm for P-H. you PH, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then also, if you're watching on YouTube just smash the subscribe button smash it smash that and then also comment yes we read all the comments we love the comments eric i was very surprised i had a haircut last week nobody commented. nobody knows I noticed. I noticed i know you did yeah nobody com- nobody else commented
0: what are, what, are we, what are we doing Shocking. What are we doing here?
1: Okay, let's get into our first topic here on this episode of the Neutral Zone, and that is do you like the fact that on the schedule after the Chiefs game, the Broncos have the Lions coming up next?
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's two kind of schools of thought here, right? You could say, oh, we want to play the Lions because it should be an easier matchup. You, on paper, have the advantage here in a lot of different areas, defensively on offense, um, probably in the kicking game, too. So you say, okay, well, we can, you know, we just had a tough game. Let's get, let's build up our confidence again. Let's get back in it. Um, It's kind of like in college how a lot you have some kind of like build up games before your your toughest matchup. So that that's one kind of way to look at. And the other is that, hey, we've just lost this game. We want to prove to ourselves that we're really good. Let's go play a team like the Bengals, like the Chargers. That's right in it. Let's beat them and prove to ourselves that, hey, we're, we're just as good as these guys, that we're still in it. That was an off day for us because, in one sense, if you, with the Lions, you're just kind of assuming you can get back in the win column, and that helps build confidence. But there, the other way to build confidence is by beating a good team. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that beating the Lions necessarily builds your confidence. So like, hey, we can go beat the, the Bengals now. But granted, given where this team is, what it needs the rest of the way I do like having the Lions here, being able to get a win, just kind of get some things figured out, work on some things, work on yourself, Phil. You know, sometimes yeah, you hear in self care. Like, yeah, you hear in like a romantic comedy that you got to love yourself first. That's true. The Broncos, before you can love someone else, Broncos got to love themselves before they can make the playoffs.
1: That I think that that's a nice that's a nice comparison. Yeah, I think so. Of course, the Broncos are playing the Lions. Because it's part of this new 17th game. Mm, yeah. The Broncos facing the AFC. The AFC West is placing, facing the NFC North. And then the matchups are from where you finished in the, the division last year. Yes. So that's why the Broncos are playing the Lions, in case you're wondering, where the heck did this come from? And I think that, Eric, in this league, it's such a week-to-week thing. You know, Broncos beat the Chargers feeling really good. The Broncos lose to the Chiefs feeling really bad. So I don't think it matters if you get a win this Sunday, who it's against. You start to feel good again. And, uh, I think that the scary thing is, Eric, is that you can't get overconfident. Yep. You can't just assume, okay, this Lions team, they only have one win. The, uh, the Broncos are going to beat them and then they'll feel good. I think that is the challenge this week is Vic Fangio, the rest of the coaching staff really need to communicate to the Broncos, look, uh, we're not first in the division. It was a tough game against the Chiefs. We've got to put that in the back back of your mind, move forward. Everything the Broncos still want is in front of them. They just have to win these games and start taking care of business, and that starts with the Lions. So I think that the, the challenge this week is communicating that and, and still believing there's a lot to play for.
0: Yeah, and I think the fact that, You have to win four of these last five games. I mean, if you, if you win all five, you're going to be in. But if you win four of the last five, it's likely that you're in. And so if you beat the Lions here, then you need to win three of your last four. To me, that seems a little bit less of a difficult. Exactly. Whereas if you, say you played, uh, the Bengals or the Chargers this weekend and you lost, say it comes down to the end, you lose. Now you're in a situation, hey, we got to win all four of these in a row. That to me seems more difficult. I know that you're still playing the same teams at some point, but to be able to get another win, not yeah. let the kind of losses stack up and have people say, Oh no, you know, we're out of it now. Like this, yeah. this keeps the buy-in, I think, because you would move above 500 again. You'd have a chance to come home against Cincinnati, move to eight and six. I mean, with a win here, I think you still kind of, you start believing, you start understanding that, like you said, Phil, everything is still in front of us. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with getting a little confidence from a win. Like you said, no matter who it's against. So I do like that the Lions are here. And I, Phil, we talked about it. I liked the Lions were here, even if the Broncos won. Yeah. Because I think had you come back and played a Cincinnati, that's a spot for a letdown game. Don't want to have a letdown. I think the Broncos, based on their attitude during media this week, out at practice on Wednesday when we saw him before we recorded this, they know that if they go out and take care of business – should be able to get a win they called it a must win I think they uh, have the right mindset
1: yeah and we always hear Vic Fangio say all of these count the same you know it doesn't matter who, who you're facing but I think that Vic's real goal is going to have to be to motivate these guys this week not to let them sort of drag their feet into this game and uh, I think that he's aware of that too because Eric you mentioned practice right before uh, we were recording this typically after the Broncos stretch they get together and a player will just say, let's have a good practice, guys. All right, Broncos on three or whatever, something like that. On Wednesday, it was Vic who broke the team down. And uh, uh, you couldn't quite make out everything that he was uh, communicating, but I think that the gist of it was don't uh, let yourself get caught up in playoff standings and all this other stuff. Let's focus on this Lions team. And if the Broncos play like the Broncos are capable of playing, should get a win.
0: Yeah, and you should be able to take care of business down the stretch and Yeah. You look at it Phil, we're down to five games for some teams, four games for other teams. There are a few games left on every team's schedule that are tough games that are 50-50 games. I would argue the Broncos have four of those left. Four 50-50 games and then also and the then, Lions. <laughs> and then also Lions. But there are games on every team's schedule that are kind of games you should win and you've got to hold serve in those games yeah, in great. order to make those other games more important. And, you know, there there are teams that this week will have challenging contests. I mean, I think the Bengals have to go and play uh, the 49ers in – or I think it's in Cincinnati, but mm. not an easy opponent necessarily. The Chargers, I believe, have to go to New York, and they've got some people on the COVID list. So these are games where if you hold serve against Detroit – you could see yourself improve in the playoff standings just based on what other teams do. You know, the Steelers play the Vikings in Minnesota on Thursday night football. If the Steelers lose there, that helps the Broncos. So the door. At, at this point in the season, it's also about what other teams are doing. And if you can take care of your own business and kind of like one of the things I've always appreciated about the Patriots, Phil
1: consistent.
0: Well, not just consistent. They never make mistakes that lose games. Mm. They always, they just kind of, do what it what they need to do, and other teams make these mistakes where you're like, you can't do that to beat the Patriots, but you can't yes. do that because they never make those mistakes. They never make these like critical errors, and I think I kind of view that as something that the Broncos need to focus on this weekend: is don't make the critical mistakes that that would force you to lose this game. Yeah, take care of your business and let everything else around you kind of happen.
1: Holding serve, uh, that's what you do at the country club, right? Exactly. Every uh, Tuesday and Thursday, that's yeah, that's right. when you the go down there is. and yeah. you hold, hold, hold serve. serve. That's right, yeah. No, I agree, Eric. You know, one thing that I was thinking about this week was, you know, um, who, who's going to dictate the terms of play here this week? Because I think when you play the Chiefs, we talked about this a, a nauseum last week and earlier this week, the notion of you can't score field goals, you got to score touchdowns, is always prevailing, and you feel like – you're up against this juggernaut and you've got to change the way you play to match that well i think in a matchup like this the broncos should be the ones who are really dictating what what how how this game is played you know and i think that that's going to be important right off the bat to just say look uh, the broncos on paper are a better team we're going to dictate how everything's going and then that's how this sunday's going to go i think that that's important in a, in a matchup like
0: this yeah no i agree
1: so I think you and I are both in favor of playing a team like the Lions. Sometimes they say that's a get right type of game. Yeah, I think that that. But I don't want to be disrespectful to this Lions team because they are. No, they play hard. They play much better. They play really hard. And uh, we heard Teddy Bridgewater on Wednesday, who has a relationship with Dan Campbell yep. from their time together in New Orleans. let just say that those guys, they love playing for him, you know. And you get fired up when you uh, listen to one of his speeches he said that uh, he would leave a meeting room and want to go punch someone in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's did, intense. Did you get
1: nervous after that? Because yeah, you're like I, like, I better not ask. You better, it.
0: better stay away from Teddy. Don't ask a hard question or something. Yeah, like I don't Teddy want to because... get punched in the face. Yeah, but Dan Campbell's not around here though. No, that's yeah, true. So you're probably safe. Well, I just I think the the big thing too is you've got to hold serve at home. Yep. You talk about the Lions, but just at home. You probably can't lose. Well, you, you have to go at least two and three. And I'd like to think that you've got a chance at home against the Chiefs in week 18.
1: I would, I would certainly think well, Obviously,
0: so. some things have got to go better. But based on the way the defense played, you hope if the offense can get things figured out a little bit that you've got a chance to make that a close game. And so win your home games. And then, like, if you could split on the road against the Chargers and Raiders and win your three home games, that'll do it. That'll do it. And so this is the start you to that. Think. Yep. Yeah, you would think.
1: You would think. So, We'll see uh, what happens here when they kick things off on Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. Let's get on to our second topic here on the neutral zone, and that is what will we learn this Sunday about this Broncos team?
0: Yeah, I do think you have to kind of take everything with a grain of salt a little bit because each matchup is different, right? Like we saw the Broncos – Play really well defensively against the Chargers, and that translated to the Chiefs game. But we saw them move the ball, be really efficient on third down, be better in the red zone. And that didn't translate to Kansas City. So you've got to understand that some of this stuff is a matchup to matchup type uh, situation.
1: Of course, we saw Justin Herbert go out there and light up the Bengals. Yeah, he couldn't do much of anything against the
0: Broncos a week earlier. Right, but I do think in this game. What I'm looking for is one is, is the defense able to continue its dominance? Because really over the last few weeks, Phil, they've been really, really good. They were good against Patrick Mahomes. They were really good against Justin Herbert. Um, the Eagles game, anytime they've played a mobile quarterback, that's Much been tougher. an issue, but that's not the case this week with Jared Goff. That's true. And then you look back to the Cowboys game and in Washington against Washington and Taylor Heineke and Heineke's had a decent season, so yep. you look back and you say, really, like the last four or five games, four of the last five, this defense has been really good. Can they continue that um, can if Bradley Chubb plays he's dealing with a little bit of a shoulder, can yep. he start to get that pass rush going? Just more of the same from the defense and then offensively, have they found a way, whether it's schematically, whether it's execution, to get Cortland Sutton and Tim patrick involved i don't need those guys to each have. 100 yards, but the fact, I mean, it'd be nice, nice. but the fact that they've been like, so uninvolved is a little bit concerning, and so, find some ways to get them involved, even if it's in a creative way, um, because you're going to need the best from Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy down the stretch, so... I'd like to see this weekend then find a way to get those guys involved.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are very specific things. In my mind, I'm looking bigger picture here just when they, you know, when they come out there. Um, I'm wondering, is this t- team still buying into the messaging? You know, that's one thing that I want to see is that hey, does Vic have these guys ready to go uh, motivationally wise? Because I do think it'll take some of that. And if you really believe that this, uh, like if this team really believes that the playoffs are still realistic for them, they should come out here and right off the bat take care of business. Yeah. Send a message pretty early in this game that hey, we're not messing around today. I think that it, that's what I'm wondering: Are they still buying into the belief? Are they? Are they? Is the messaging really getting through? That's one thing. And then offensively, is this team capable of uh, using the talent properly? You know, it's tough sometimes when you're facing a team like the Chiefs, you know, talented defense. They get a lot of pressure up front. They take away things that maybe you're trying to do. You know, uh, this is an opportunity, I feel like, for this Broncos team to really say, look, we want to establish the run. But we we know that eventually we got to get these playmakers the ball more often. Like uh, uh, Corlin Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy. These guys need to be issues for opposing defenses, you know. And uh, I th- I think, that look, like if we're smart enough to figure that out, of course Pat Shermer is. Do you right. know what I mean? So, like, he knows that he's got this talent and that he's got to figure out a way to use him. I want to see, okay, how, how does that come about? You know, Vic was asked a lot this week, hey, what's going on offensively? What's happening? And he says, we just got to score more points. And then he was, like, pressed on that issue a little bit more, and he didn't really – get into it too much, like specifically, this is what needs to happen. I think that we need to find out how are the Broncos going to dictate terms of play and say, we have got Corlin Sutton, we're going to use Corlin Sutton, and it's going to be a problem for our opposing team. You dictate the terms of play. I want to see that this week. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, that's too often you get into these matchups where you've got to adjust. Let's just line up and play and make them – feel the talent this team has. You know, that's what I I, like. You know, when Peyton was here, other teams were like, how are we going to deal with Peyton Manning? Right. You know, so much so this year it's been the other way around. How are we going to? How the Broncos are going to deal with Tyron Matthew, or how are they going to deal with Frank Clark or Chris Jones or whatever? And then it's like you just adjust so much, and then you say we got to go for it on fourth down a bunch, and we got to score these touchdowns, and you're the one adjusting. Well, let's make the Lions adjust a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I you know, think, I think that's that right. that's
1: what I want to see. Is
0: you know does this team really believe, and then offensively, can they get it going? Yeah, I mean both of those things are are musts for the final stretch of the season. If you don't have the belief in the locker room that you can do it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I, I feel I really do. I'm not sure that it will, but I certainly have the belief that they can win four of these next five. If they play at their potential, yeah. you know, they can beat – certainly they can beat the Lions, but they can beat the Bengals at home. They yep. can go beat a Raiders team that put a couple of people on IR today that's obviously had a really tumultuous season. Yes. Um, they've beaten the Chargers, and then you kind of see what happens against the Chiefs if you even need that one, you know. Yep. If you win the next four – You might not. Might not even need the Chiefs game. So uh that's important, like you said, the buy in. And then offensively, if they could just move up to like if they could just score twenty four in each of these games the rest of the way, it'd probably be enough. Yeah. They just gotta find a way to do that and we've talked about it, Phil. I don't I don't know how much you can change at this point in the year. It might be like this is what you're gonna get and it's you know, you might just have three or four red zone possessions per game, and you just got to be really good when you're there. You got to go three for four when you're down there. Because I don't know that all of a sudden, like, you're going to have seven possessions in the red zone, the way that some teams do. I just think that it's possible, like, at this point, they're going to continue to – they might be able to mesh the – Vic Fangio's used the word, you got to marry the pass game and the run game. He's used Mm -hmm. that a few times. I think they're still going to lean on the run game and control time of possession – you know four five minute drives six minutes i don't know if we'll see another 11 minute drive but
1: let's hope not uh, actually but if (laughs) if you ask
0: me yeah but i think you've got to recognize that that's who this team is they're going to rely on the run game they're going to um, do a little bit of play action but you just got to connect on a few more of those deep plays and that opens things up it changes everything and uh if they can do that they can score the points they need but this weekend, Phil. Even if you know, because I can already see the reaction. The Broncos win this game, and people outside the building say, "Okay, well, it was the Lions." Yeah, that's fine. You know, they can yes, they can say what they would matter. like to say. A Broncos win is a win. Broncos get a win, and internally they can say, "Okay, well, this worked on offense. Let's keep going with this. This worked on defense. Let's keep going with this. Let's adjust yeah. these things that didn't work." There's value even if this isn't a win that you're going to look back on the end of the year and say. That was their best win of the season.
1: Uh, of course, I think that you got to win, however you can win. Yep. All you can do is play the team that line up in front of you. the The interesting thing offensively is um, we might find out a few things here. Just like, um, will they use Javante more or Melvin? You know, now that you know Melvin returned to practice on Wednesday, uh, you know what's that situation going to be like? Because. Um, Melvin had been getting the bulk. It's been very fifty-fifty, but Melvin maybe a slight edge. Yeah, uh, previous to this, I think he had right about game.
0: 30, 40 more carries, something like that. Yeah, over the course of the, of course the season. Of the yeah. yeah,
1: and then the other thing is, you know, can the Broncos figure out how to use Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy here? You know, yeah. because when they've played in games together, it
0: hasn't quite. Can you get Jerry in the end zone? He doesn't have he, a touchdown this doesn't year. Have a touchdown, you know. Um, there's, I mean, Cortland Sutton only has two or three. Yeah. I mean, they they have not been in the end zone, especially recently, very much through the air. It's almost
1: like if you got two guys at one position, you can't really go all in behind that. You know, it's kind of like Noah Fant and Albert O. Yeah. Vic was asked about that, you know, today, and he said Noah's still the starter here. But sometimes when you've got two guys, like, right there, it just makes things a little bit I think more it's better for
0: the – it's good for the offense, or it should be. It's not necessarily good for, like, Pro Bowl cases.
1: Yeah, of course not, yeah. But I'm saying, like, even offensively, they sometimes when you have a weapon and, and you know that's your weapon, you can kind of design everything around that. Yeah. Sometimes when you've got other things at play here, maybe that's a, a, some of that's going on, they're going to have to figure out a way to use all these guys together. Because yeah. I do think the bottom line is that the Broncos, offensively, much more talented than they showed against the Chiefs. Yes, I
0: agree. You
1: know, so... Eric, let's get into uh, our uh, third section of the show here, and that's bold
0: predictions. Ooh. Bold predictions. Okay. Um, yeah, let's say that... Uh, what do I want to do here? Do I want to go... Reseal? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll say that Jerry, Judy, and Corlin Sutton both get in the end zone. Oh, All okay. this talk about how okay. they okay. haven't been able to do that, I'll say both of them get in the both end zone. Both get in there. Yeah.
1: Wow. That is pretty bold. Yeah. I'll say that despite Javante's amazing game last week, mm-hmm. Melvin still gets more carries than Javante. Okay. Melvin, Is that bold? Gordon will have more carries. He's did just, you see the reaction? He's they, a starting running back. They just, I think that he got some Hall of Fame votes, Javante did last week. Oh, gosh.
0: I think that he did. I, It's a smart play, in my opinion, to have Javante and Melvin keep splitting carries. So do I. You don't want to run Javante into the ground here.
1: No, especially it's his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, I think that normally he'd be done playing football for at least a month right now. Do you know what I mean? He'd have a little bit of a yeah. break, but it's all almost bowl season. Yeah. So. Does UNC right go now, to those?
0: They don't really go to those very often. Well, I think recently. With Javante, maybe. maybe they did. Yeah. But historically. Do we know anybody who went to UNC?
1: Javante. That's it, though, right? Yeah, that's that just Javante.
0: Yeah, I think
1: that's right. Just Javante. So, but I do think that uh, there is a case to be made that, oh, Javante had this sensational game. He's been a, a really, really impressive as a rookie this whole year. Let's just keep giving him the ball. I still think Melvin Gordon back in the lineup, he's going to have more carries. Okay. Javante. There's even some out there who think that Mike Boone needs a lot more carries. Yeah,
0: only so many plays to go around there, here. Yeah, that's it.
1: So, uh, let's get a defensive bold prediction.
0: I'll say the Broncos have uh, five sacks of Jared Goff. Mm. Okay, I like that. Yeah, It's pretty bold. I think the Broncos get a lead. Detroit's gonna have to throw it a little bit. Okay. You got Bradley Chubb if he can play Malik Reed, Jonathan Cooper, Draymond Jones is kind of coming on. Yeah. I think uh, five sacks, yeah, five sacks of Jared Goff. Would that be the most this season for the Broncos? I think they had five um, another time. Maybe yeah. they got to Heineke five times or something. Maybe something
1: like that. Yeah. The pass rush is going to be interesting this offseason. the what the yeah it will know. be. Yeah, that's going to be definitely a position of Bradley
0: f- Chubb under contract, but Malik Reed is a a restricted free agent. That's going to be. You an might interesting need position. a. A number one guy, depending on what you think Bradley Chubb is capable of.
1: I do think that uh you know, this uh offseason we heard George Payton say pass rush and secondary. Yep. I would the say secondary secondary's been very good. Yep.
0: The pass rush
1: a little lacking in that area. Uh, they've been
0: actually say. pretty good in like total number of sacks.
1: Yeah, but a lot they of that is to, like different to, guys along the yeah. that front four and yeah. like maybe some coverage stuff going yeah. on in there. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot of plays where a guy just whoops other tackle and gets
0: around the edge and boom, it's a sack. No, I don't know if anybody has more than like 5 sacks.
1: That that I just don't that just hasn't happened a lot. Yeah. It's been like the quarterback gets to the back of his uh drop step and then surveys a little more, maybe yeah. moves around and then gets sacked. Yeah. It's not boom sack. So I do think there's a, a, an area there. How about I say Sertan gets his uh, fifth pick of the season?
0: Another one.
1: Three games in a row. Wow. Right now, Sertan, four, is tied for third most ever by a Broncos rookie. Yep. And Ooh. he's
0: second among AFC cornerbacks in picks. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, to me, wow. suggests Pro Bowl. Ooh. Because I think he's also, he was second going into the Chiefs game Ooh. in past defenses.
1: Yeah. So, okay, so if he maybe gets one or two more down the stretch, you would I think? I mean, yeah,
0: I think he's probably already in. Pretty close. Like, if he yeah. – Because voting is – Voting is going on right now. Yeah. Enough coaches have, like – he's one of the, part of the Pro Bowl issue, like, to get in the Pro Bowl, you need, rec- you need yeah, name recognition. Being a first-round pick. Pat Sertan has had name recognition. Yeah. He's viewed as probably the best defensive player coming out of college. I mean, Micah Parsons has probably solidified himself as defensive rookie of the year, but Pat Sertan got more – Conversation because he played his Bama. last year in Bama, yeah. yeah. So I, I think there's a good chance that, you know, J.C. Jackson problem. from New England, maybe Xavier Howard, but I think Pat Sertan, I think they take three corners maybe.
1: Ooh, are the lights going off? That's like what, that Pat Sertan's so good he turns off the lights. Yeah, he yeah. shuts down everything, including yeah, the electricity. Turns, yeah, exactly. Ben Swanson, I think, forgot to pay the bill in reality.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I, I like of, that. I'll Hats or tan. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you guys score prediction? Ooh, yeah. Let's go. Um, I think the Broncos will score 27 points. Okay, okay. And I think the Lions will score 17 points. 17, okay. 27-17. Okay, the Broncos get a win. Broncos get a win. okay. 10 okay. points.
1: Okay, 27 points.
0: Yeah. Too many? Not I, enough for you. No,
1: I'm saying – I'll say 23. 30? For the Broncos, no, 23. Okay. For the Lions, 10.
0: Okay, 23, 10. Wow, good performance by the defense.
1: 10. I think that um, an interception or two will be the difference. I think the Lions maybe make a mistake down the stretch. Yeah. I don't think it'll be – like 23 10 sounds like a blowout. I don't think that'll be the case. Yeah. I think it'll be like, uh, 17. it'll be like kind of close. 17's a lot of points,
0: huh? That's two touchdowns.
1: Two touchdowns and a infield goal. Yeah. I don't see that yeah, maybe. happening. Yeah.
0: Because like the chiefs maybe I'll offense, go Maybe I'll go 27 13. Can I change?
1: No, I think that you're okay, locked in. I'm locked in. in. There. Okay, yeah, okay. I think okay. you're locked in. 27 okay. 17. you. I said 23 10. Okay. That's what I think. So some bold predictions there. Our predictions this year. Not, how would you describe it? Well, how would you describe? I've it?
0: been kind of successful. Bold, I've been I kind of say. successful. I think I've had six bold predictions be correct. You've had two. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that, According to Ben Swanson.
1: Okay. Well, do we trust that Ben Swanson?
0: Well, uh, we just kind of have to take his word for it at some point. You know?
1: Okay. Let's move on to our uh, our third. No, I'm sorry. Our fourth and final section here. I'm oh, trying yeah. to find an email here. Um, trying to find this email. Ben Swanson sends too many emails.
0: Too many. Emails. Do you
1: have the email from John Jornot? Oh. I'm trying to find it here. This, this is, is good, good <laughs> this podcasting.
0: This is good podcasting. Uh,
1: here we go. Oh, I found right. it. You found it? Yeah. Okay, so this is our fourth and final section here. This is a section where we do, where we have emails. And voicemails.
0: Yeah. Uh, email from John Jornod, a loyal listener. Okay. He was disappointed with when the Farmhouse Neutral Zone was posted. Sorry, John. We'll get that up a little bit faster on Tuesday morning.
1: I was going to say, uh, so just so everybody's clear, Monday night we're live from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time.
0: So you can catch it on YouTube we're live right, right away. away.
1: The replay is live right away.
0: Yeah. So if you, if you want to catch that one live or right after on Monday, Tuesday Bronco's morning, page. then we get it up on Tuesday morning onto iTunes, Spotify. Exactly. So he That's says, uh, I hate to say it. Phil's predictions were much closer than Eric's this week. The, let, let's just
1: let that breathe. Let for that, a second. Let that let uh, it breathe. Yeah. Put it in the decanter. Don't jump on my applause. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank
0: you. He said, Jerry Judy fell back into his dropping habit that he had last year. I think he needs to go back to whatever he was doing earlier in the season. Line, and there was one that maybe he dropped, but it was good defensive play. I'm not concerned about that with okay. Jerry. Uh It was good to see Teddy at least throw a shoulder at the interceptor, although if he put his arms around him, he might have had a better chance than he would risk his throwing shoulder. At least he tried. An interception like that is because of a good play from the defensive line, not Teddy's fault. What do you think True. about that? Not True. Teddy's There's fault There's not much you one. can do about that and, situation. You know, there was some debate about laid out, through his shoulder into him. I don't expect any more than that from Teddy. He made a physical play. He put his body on the line. Yeah, he's not a linebacker.
1: How how do you view tip passes? It's it is a there is an interesting element there whether or not you know like sometimes a quarterback has some you know to do with that like for example we see always oh, see Mahomes changing his arm angle yeah his throwing angle trying to find those lanes. Can't always control what's happening,
0: though. No, and the defender got kind of pushed backwards and then jumped up. You yeah. hear offensive linemen talk about you want to Hit him. punch the guy in the stomach so that they drop their arms inadvertently, but yep. it just kind of happened. If it were something that every week Teddy was getting like two or three passes batted down, yeah. you'd be like, this is a concern. That's, that's not, not what's case. happening. Not the case. And then uh, John finishes up, you were talking QBs and what we should do. I love Sertan, but wish we'd taken Mac Jones. Unless we can get Rodgers, we shouldn't make the Flacco, Osweiler, Plummer mistakes. Jake Plummer let him do an AFC championship.
1: Plummer was not a mistake. Uh,
0: they obviously were getting rid of them for a reason. Manning was an injury issue, not a lack of skills. So the quarterback uh, from John Jordan. The the quarterback debate is one that we'll have, I'm sure, plenty over the we'll course of the offseason. Um, I wouldn't rule out Teddy being back in some capacity perhaps even as the starter early in the year but well well i mean if I you if you draft I agree. a young player I agree. you'd think you'd want if a veteran you can afford yeah well exactly so those are uh we'll talk more about the quarterbacks as we get on with yeah. the with the season yes with, be a lot with, with the off season but thank you for your email john
1: there is something to be said if teddy bridgewater comes in here and is able to lead the broncos to the playoffs i'm just saying yeah, There's something to be said
0: about that. I mean, if you lead a team to the playoffs and you, you know, say you get to go on the road and play Baltimore or Tennessee or something like that, the Baltimore struggled recently. Tennessee doesn't have Derrick Henry. If you were to win a playoff game, doesn't mean you won't make wholesale changes. But yeah,
1: Of course, everybody's going to bring up Tebow, but that's not that's well, a Pete very Manning specific was available,
0: situation. And if someone of Peyton Manning's Tebow. caliber is available...
1: Tebow is a very special kind of
0: quarterback. I also think it's worth noting that when you acquired Peyton Manning, you didn't give up a bunch a of players of and picks. That's true. So, you know, people will say, oh, blank player Aaron Rodgers is worth that, Russell Wilson. Yep. You'd be giving up a lot. Peyton, Maybe. I think, when he was um, – he didn't want to be traded, I believe, because he didn't want teams to give up the oh. capital.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I just, of course, there's so many stories about his yeah. recruitment, his free agency, right. Sp- you know, fun, fun little yeah. hiding, you know, throwing with Stokely at a high school. Right. Those types of things. Duke. Duke. Yeah. Some we got some voicemails? Yeah. You know, our friend Tom Magnetti called in this oh. week. Oh. The words that came out, positive.
0: The, the tone. Sad. Sad. Tom, we hope you are okay. Hi, guys, including Ben Swanson.
1: This is Tom Magnetti, hoping to make the cut. But I know it's tough out there.
2: We're getting close to the finals. You have to be selective. Not every voicemail makes it. So I'll keep it short and succinct. We lost the game, but we didn't lose the season. I believe we are going to make the playoffs firmly. I believe that. And I look forward to watching it play out. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. We love you too, Tom.
1: We love you too, too, Tom. Positive words. We're going to make the playoffs. You know. Sad tone. Sad tone. Phil, even said hello to Ben Swanson. Yeah, that's how that you is, know he's
0: in a bad spot. Yeah,
1: he, he knows that Swanson filters them.
0: Yeah. So. He, here's something that's interesting to me, Phil. Before the season, we talked about, hey, this team is probably going to be in the 8-9, 9-8, 10-7 region. We said that. We said that that's about where they're going to be around. And that's where they are.
1: Old prediction coming true. Well,
0: but but what I mean is that people are freaking out right now, thinking you know this team isn't living up to expectations. This team was supposed to make a playoff push. You know this team is not uh, has not done enough to get to nine and eight or ten and seven. They're exactly about where we thought we they'd be. Yeah, they haven't necessarily. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, there's been a couple games that you've lost that maybe you should have won, and there's been a couple games that. You won that maybe we thought the Broncos were going to lose. But, you know, six and six with a chance to get to seven and six this weekend and have four more games after that, where, you know, nine and eight certainly very much in play if you go three and two down the stretch. Yep. Ten and seven if you go four and one. I mean, it's very much in play. We talked about, we talked about before the season, Phil, that final stretch of three division games, you might have to win two of three. Yeah. We said that at the very beginning of the year. And so the fact that we're talking about it now, and people are acting like it's a, a shock that we're in that place. That to me, that's confusing because it's like, yeah. no one ever. Well, maybe some people did. I never thought this team was going to go fourteen and three or fifteen and two. Like they were going to lose some games. Yeah, and that's what's happened. And you're still in it. And so I just, this is what I expected. I expected to be late yes. in the year and being talking about how do you get the six seed or the seven seed or where where are you compared to the Chargers or, you know, yes. that, that's what we expected.
1: You know, to be honest, like the games they have lost, like they haven't been like a Lions or something like that. The no. only time I've thought, oh, that was a disappointment was the Browns.
0: The Browns and the Eagles was not a great loss either.
1: That was not a great loss. But sometimes when you run into a team that's playing really high, yeah. that's what happens. Yep. But the Browns, That was. that's the only one that I've been yeah. let down. Yeah, I agree. But six and six. Five games to go. There's a lot of season left. A lot of season left. You know, in previous years here recently, Eric, at this point it was let's just try and coast here. Uh,
0: 2018 uh, is the last time that they were six and six this yeah. late in the season. Of course, they lost the last so, four. Yeah. Hope that doesn't happen here. But they also, that point in the year, they were beat up. Yeah. They lost some key really? guys. Yeah. Broncos are about as healthy as Relatively you can healthy. expect them to be. Yeah. So, so knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. hope that happens. For yeah, reasons. well, for some All right. reason.
1: All right, here's another uh, voicemail here. This one from uh, AJ. <laughs> oh.
2: Hey, good morning. Um, hope Denver's ready to be 7-6. and six. I mean, Teddy had a bad game. He had a bad game, He and he outthrew Patrick Holmes. And they dominated the game. They just made a couple bad plays here and there. It's like, I, I, this is why I call up here every single day, because they, no one still gives this guy credit for anything. Just gotta. These last games are gonna be crucial in Teddy Bridgewater's career. But yeah, he definitely he definitely needed to play better in that game. The defense played good enough to win. He should have played better, you know, and he can play better. That's the thing, though. It's like it just a couple plays here and there, but he's consistent. And I don't understand why all the hate and like he's not good enough. He's he's a. If you, you can get Teddy Bridgewater at a good price, right? Sign up for a couple, of, like a year, or two, three years, good price, and build around them. That's what you do to win championships. Like this guy is stable.
1: AJ uh, e. never uh, like says goodbye. <laughs> it just it just sort of trails off and it goes away.
0: Well, normally, it's followed by like six other voicemails, which we appreciate. That's true. A
1: lot of passion from e. AJ. Yeah. E. Uh, he first of all he says, uh, "Are you ready to be seven and six?
0: I am ready for that. You're ready
1: for it, right? He said that Teddy out-dueled Patrick Mahomes. I think he said out through. Oh, okay. Which is technically correct. It's technically correct. Yeah. And he admitted that Teddy needed to play better. Yeah. And he said Teddy can play better. He definitely can.
0: I think that's the big thing here is that when Teddy has played well, generally Absolutely. the Broncos have at least been in the game. They've won a lot of these games. Like, he was on the money in Dallas. Played well. Had a pretty nice game against the Chargers. Um He was not necessarily on – he wasn't on against the Raiders the first time, was hurt in Cleveland, and did not have a great game in Kansas City. And and those three losses in particular, I think, um, had a lot to do with how he played. If Teddy can play well in four of these final five games, I like your chances to win them. If Teddy comes out and has more than one bad game, it's going to be tough to win those games. But – that's just you know, in Minnesota in 2015, they needed to win some games at the end of the year. They were eight and five. They went on a three-game winning streak to end the year. They made it into the playoffs. Should did you a- ask Teddy about this? I did. I Minnesota. said, "What's the key to that at the end of the year? What do you tell the guys?" Mm-hmm. He said, "We got to just play our best football." And He said, "We're capable of doing that." Yeah, just got to go do it. Yeah, he
1: said he was asked about getting the ball to the wide receivers a little bit more he said you just got to do within the system.
0: You yep. Can't force well, it. Well, we've you. seen him, you know, in the preseason I think. He mentioned, "Hey, I was trying to force it to Cortland a little bit too much. I was trying to force it to Alberto." That was against the Rams when he didn't have his best game, but he, oh, I like he, I he, like forcing the Teddy's ball. Teddy's had Yeah, I know you do. Teddy's had know. more good games than bad games and uh he doesn't need right. to be perfect against every opponent, but like if he can come out like he doesn't necessarily need to be Don't throw pick sixes. <laughs> Yes, that's important. That's number one.
1: Yeah. I do agree with AJ. I don't really understand the hatred toward Bridgewater. No. I don't really get that. This team been a lot better than A lot been. better. Yep. Yeah. And Teddy's a big reason why. Yep. Eric, uh, let's wrap up the show here with our shout-outs. Mm. Uh, you got a shout-out to, I think, our friend Liz Gerald. Liz
0: Gerald. Of yeah. course, some good community work.
1: There's been a lot of community going on. A lot of community. First of all, uh, congratulations to Justin Simmons. Shout out to Justin Simmons. Walter Payton, man of the year
0: nominee for the Broncos. Third year in a row. Third year in a row. That's the first time anyone with the Broncos has ever been nominated three times in a row. Cool little video that the Broncos put out. Steve Alwater surprised them. Great acting from Steve. Shout out to Steve for the acting. Oh, did
1: Steve know that it wasn't going to... He knew that, huh? Or he... Are
0: you being serious? Yeah, I'm just kidding. He's like, is the remote working? Yeah. Is it working? What's going on? I, man,
1: I thought maybe Steve didn't know that.
0: Yeah, That's how good it was.
1: That's, yeah. Yeah. He should be nominated. Give him an something. Emmy. Yeah. An Oscar. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I think
0: he. It's more like a TV short kind of. Oh, got it.
1: Yeah. But it, it could also be documentary. That's that's so true. You could yeah. Win. <laughs> Go in for that. So, yeah, uh, congratulations to Justin Simmons. Does a lot of great work. I think his My Cause, My Cleats, was uh, the Justin Simmons Foundation. I believe so. So he's doing, doing good work. And uh, he highlighted uh, four things that he was really uh, proud of uh, at his press availability this week. So uh, it's something that he really cares about.
0: Yeah. And he's, uh, he's the type of guy you want representing the organization yeah. both on and off the field.
1: Been a lot more vocal this year, Justin. Yeah, I like that. I like it. I yeah. like it. Uh, the Broncos were also at the Denver Rescue Mission earlier this uh, week uh, serving some hot meals. Decorating some gingerbread cookies. Nice. It is the holiday season.
0: It's important to uh, celebrate the reason for the season, as they say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Thanks. You say that or?
0: The people say that. They say the pe- that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true.
1: And then I think also Liz Gerald was decorating some uh, holiday cards.
0: Yeah, for for kids. Yeah.
1: Did you do that?
0: I did. You that. did that. Yeah.
1: How are your art skills?
0: <laughs> They're not great, but it's the thought that counts.
1: Is it the Ben, Sw- Is it ben Swanson level or no? No,
0: no, no. no ben Swanson, so. he's decorating cards. He's, you know, he got paper mache. there, I paper, saw. It. Paper mache. Paper mache, yeah. Yeah, there's like a 3D printer. I mean, there's a lot yeah. going on. Liz,
1: like, had all these stickers and markers and everything. And then, like, Swanson showed up with his own supplies. He's like, it was no. a little bit weird. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I do not <laughs> use this. <laughs> yeah. He normally doesn't smoke, but he had a cigarette. Yeah.
0: A little yeah. beret. Was yeah. was nice. Nice touch. Yeah. That was very interesting. He yeah. cut off his ear.
1: <laughs> That's a, a an immersive experience. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was, yeah, he was all, yeah. all in. Some people
0: are paying for that. We, we just get it here. We got it. There was, yeah. yeah.
1: That's true. That was nice. So, yeah, shout out to Liz Geraldson and all the work the Broncos uh, community does. Of course. So. So. Uh, Eric, I think it's time to wrap up the show. I think it is. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of a future episode of The Neutral Zone, 707-NEUTRAL, Leave a voicemail. You could be like, AJ,
0: Tom, we'll play it right here on the air. That's right. Or leave an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. Be like John Jornod. Like John Jornod, yes. Uh, John, coming
1: over to my side a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, you could also hit us up directly on Twitter, at Eric Dalala with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH. Uh, those are non-traditional spellings. Right, of course. Or you could just uh, smash subscribe on the YouTube page right here, and uh, also comment. Yep, we'll be back on Monday live at Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse.
0: Trying to make it a farm home.
1: It's in Littleton uh, off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. That's right. We'll be there six to seven p.m. Monday, also live on the Broncos YouTube, YouTube page, and we're on the dot. On the dot. We will at never at, be right on at, at six p.m. Yes. So uh, we'll be breaking down this Lions game. Until then, for Eric Dalala. I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to
0: The Neutrals. The Neutrals. Oh. Oh.